Who plays soccer on a highway? <laughs> There's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles of dirt surrounding the road for them to play soccer. But no, Patty Jenkins had to place the kids on the fucking roads while tanks are literally rummaging wildly down the path. And while we're on the subject, how the hell do none of the children hear a brigade of gas guns and vehicles <laughs> rampaging down the street? Like, I'm okay, really not only on rampaging, this. there's a lot of gunfire because they're shooting at her the whole time. They're so invested in kicking their stupid fucking little ball that their <laughs> senses of hearing listen. shut off. No, what? like, listen, like this is the stupid. They're shit in that these films. Saudi Arabia. <sighs> if they heard gunfire, they would be going down in a fucking bunker or whatever they could to take shelter. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like, come on now. You don't know what Trigon is? Oh my god. No, why are you surprised? How they're like super OP and like Trigon. Sailor Mars is over here with her psychic powers <laughs> and her really cute toes. Bow down, bitch. Like Welcome to Incoherent Geek Shit. I'm Ion, and as always, I'm joined by Sari, and we have a historic episode because today we're going to be talking about Wonder Woman. 84. And for those of you who follow anything to do with streaming and basically any geek culture stuff, which is what our podcast is all about, you'll know that this is a one-of-a-kind movie because it is the first HBO Max concurrently streamed feature film that is airing right when it's airing in the theater. So on Christmas Day, this movie was available both uh, in theaters and on HBO Max, and that's never been done before. There's never been a, a movie released simultaneously for streaming and in the theaters at the same time, so it's controversial. Uh, so where did we watch this one at, Sari? Do you want the truth? <laughs> okay, so we streamed the film. I don't know what she's talking about. We streamed the film. Uh, so we were part of the streaming culture because... COVID is raving on right now, Ra raging on, not raving on, <laughs> it's raging on, so we, uh, we wanted to stay safe, we didn't want to go to theaters, the numbers are pretty bad right now, uh, so we watched it in the comfort of our own homes. Yeah, which I love, I'm actually, like, I understand why theaters don't want this to happen, but for me, even before COVID, I thought it would be really cool if you could choose to basically pay the theater price and just watch the film at yeah. your house. That's what I always yeah, thought would absolutely. be really cool. So now my dreams are coming true. One of the few good things to come out of COVID. Thanks to yep. a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I totally understand why uh, the theaters and the actors may not like this because you do minimize your profit margins for people who don't really know much about the industry. So how it works is the movie's first debut in the theater for a certain amount of time. Then there's a grace period. Uh, and then they release to whoever has a partnership deal with a streaming service uh, and sometimes they can have an exclusive like three month window with this one service and then they release it on Blu-ray and then it releases on every other platform and people get royalties. So people who worked on the film and the higher levels and also the actors, they get royalty for royalties for uh, distribution, right? So when you skip straight to distribution without that theatrical where they can make maybe like, like this movie probably could have made um, close to a billion dollars, I would assume, in like a regular year. Uh, actually, maybe not. Like Wonder Woman, the first one, I think didn't hit that much. Avengers for sure hit that much in some of these other superhero films. But uh, they did lose a lot of money by doing this. So I understand why a lot of people in the industry were like, no, we definitely don't want this. Well, it's kind of the situation where some people are winning and some people are losing. So the studio that produced the film, I mean, they're still making money. They're making money off of all of the HBO purchases and the actual partnership with HBO. But the theaters, like you said, I mean, they're not they're not going to get anywhere near as much money as they would have. Yeah, they have to adapt or die. That's just how it works, yeah. right? Like, your theater experience has to be so unique and special. And same thing with the filmmakers, right? Like, Warner Brothers, if they really want people to pay more money to go to the theaters instead of paying for streaming, they have to come up with some sort of experience. Whether it's 3D, which people tried, like, with Avatar. Uh, and I, don't th I, I actually think 3D isn't as big of a deal in theaters as they tried to make it. But it has to be some sort of thing, either with scent 
either with like that Armax or whatever it's called, like whatever that thing is called, where they shake your chair. They have to do something where it makes you and me get out of our couch to go and sit in, you know, put our butts and seats in the theater because I'd rather watch it at home. Yeah. Like, no doubt about it, like you said. So uh, the theaters really need to adapt because they're going to die soon. That That's just how it's going mean, to work. And, I'm um, not 100% sure that they will die. I think there's a lot of people that do like the experience of going with their friends, getting popcorn or getting dinner because there are some theaters that do dinner in a movie or literally you eat, like, they bring your food to your chair, that sort of thing. So there are people that like the mm-hmm. social experience of that. For me, again, I would rather just do it at home even if I do have friends with me I'd rather just sit in my bed or on you know what I'm saying or on the couch or just it's just more comfortable to me but but yeah there's a lot of people I've seen expressing that they miss going to the theater and doing stuff like that but I do think that this will change things permanently because you know now that they are releasing something like this where you're able to stream it if I think they're going to keep doing that because they're going to see that they're making money doing it. They're not going to stop, you know? So it's going to be both I mean, going forward. It's the it's an evolution, right? Like with cinema, you originally had the penny arcades and then uh, eventually over time, you have different forms of cinema that took over like the viewing experiences in drive-ins, right? But drive-ins died out because people had televisions and also the movie theater experience uh started taking a dominant form and now streaming whether we like it or not that is the new platform and even though you're right there's absolutely people out there diehard moviegoers who every friday night they go to a theater because that's where they want to have their social um interactions that's a limited amount even with our economy at full gear in the United States, at least uh, theaters were already starting to die. You know that, right? Like a lot of theater chains were closing down. They were having a hard time surviving. A lot of them were bankrupt as it is. They're selling to Chinese buyers. Um, so even at full capacity, theaters were dying as it is. So that's why I, I said that it's pretty much over for for movie chains, movie theater chains after COVID. It's just, it's, they're still going to be around it's never going to be what it was in the 90s, in the 80s, in the 2000s. It's, it just can't be. It, it never will be. There's another dominant thing that's coming out. Uh, but moving on, if you have nothing to add to that, uh, let's talk about Wonder Woman 84. Uh, because, I don't know, I, I've been reading on Twitter and also on my like social media network, which is filled with comic book makers and comic people because I was in that circuit, and it's just downright, like, extreme mixes (laughs) you got one spectrum of people who love this movie and said this is the like they just loved it it was one of the best most moving pictures that they've seen and then you have the other half saying this is one of the worst movies worst action films worst written films they've ever seen so uh (laughs) where do you fall in that spectrum um i think i fall kind of in the middle because there's a lot of stuff that i can't explain like it doesn't make it, like, it, it just doesn't make sense, um, you know. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that more. And again, spoilers. We spoil everything. That's the nature of our show. Stealing your line here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I fall in the middle because I did, I did think some scenes were really nice or some of the um, action was really fun to watch. But then there are parts that I was just like, why? Or, like, I, we talked about... Me, me and Ian always, we always do this. We were like, we have to save it for the show, but then we talk in Messenger. <laughs> no, but no, no, we yeah. don't. No, we don't. So this is how it happens, right? I, I hate it when you say that because that's never how it happened. So how it happens is you message me <laughs> and then you go on with like 14 messages in a row, ex- like saying something, making a statement yeah. about something, right? Even though we agreed not to. And then when I give you my rebuttal, you're like, hey, no, 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 you're spoiling our show. Don't respond. Okay. How is that, how is that will, fair? Right? That's exactly, I will fess, that's exactly I will what you I will fess up that I'm the one who starts it, and then we talk a little bit, and then I'm like, wait, we have to stop. And then he's, like, yes, so frustrated. See, this is you. He's you, always like, no. You get, your th- 
you are like the biggest tease. That is so not fair. You you bring up something, you get your stuff out, but you don't let me get my stuff out, and then you're like, you're messing up our show. No, I don't so, blame it on you. I blame you. it on I. Well, I just say that we should save it for the show. But okay, anyway, what I said to you in Messenger was that I found the film to be kind of slow and boring, especially for the first like hour of the film. A lot of it felt like it didn't mm. need to be there, or that it could have been cut down to like twenty. 30 minutes absolutely yeah and mm-hmm. that was one of the biggest problems because i actually watched like the first hour stopped and watched the rest the next day because it was long, it was really long right? this was a fucking long was it film. it was like two or two and a half hours like it was yeah it's like two two hour 20 minutes it was like that. It's, it didn't yeah. need to be this long. they should have made it like an hour and a half like it was it was so long and the problem was that so much of the stuff that happened in the first hour like I said, it was like minimal to the plot and they 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 like forced stuff in there to make these small connections like okay, the very first scene with her running the like trial. Oh, Let God. me don't get me wrong, fun, very fun scene, very fun to watch. Almost like completely unnecessary. Like they only Would you have gotten rid of that? Would you have pulled that scene out and just started with the mall? Yeah. Okay, but even- perfect. This transitions me perfectly to this because there was an article today of uh, an interview with Patty Jenkins, the director of this film and also a uh, writer. She said WB wanted to pull this scene from the film and she stuck up for all the women out there and all the people who love filmmaking and stuck it to the studio and said, no, I veto it because I am not pulling this scene out. This scene is vital to the story. No, 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 no. WB said the film was too long, said that they had two intro scenes. Basically, the mall scene and this scene were were both intro scenes in a regular film. Why do you need to double it up? She said, you're wrong. I'm right. Okay, I'm going to tell you why why the scene is in the movie. The scene is in the movie for two reasons. They they do kind of draw back to it. The first one is that suit of armor she wears at the end, the golden suit with the wings, very beautiful. I love it. I love the outfit, like just from a design standpoint and just from a like a aesthetic, like yeah, it's great. That's why it's there for one and then two because they no, have this whole That wasn't in there. That, they she show told the story in the You're right, the but they show the statue in the first part. <laughs> they show the statue of her and they say you can be like that warrior someday. And then I think they mm-hmm. may yeah, I think they name. maybe mention yeah. because she quote unquote cheats. And first of all, how is that cheating? She lost her horse, yes. and she's Thank resourceful. You. That Thank was resourcefulness. Oh my that God. was not cheating. She improvised right? on a bad situation is which is what we do in real life. I was like, when I thought she was so wrong, smart. We it. I, yeah, we, that's what we want to teach our kids. But no, they said she cheated. I know, right? You don't improvise. <laughs> If you, if something bad happens, just give I up. thought that was That's like what one of the dumbest us. things to say because I was literally like, "Thank you." Why would like again think smarter, not harder? Like, there's all these reasons that it makes sense for her to have done that, especially when you get into the real scenarios that Wonder Woman deals with, like World War One, and like you oh know what I'm gosh. saying, like saving the world. Yeah. You'd you'd like you have. Sorry, sometimes you have to fight dirty. Like that's just she didn't. And even, she doesn't. She wasn't even I know. Dirty. <laughs> I'm just saying, like she wasn't fighting dirty, and she pretty much never does throughout the film either, or through like any of the films. She's got a pretty strong moral compass. But you get my point, where it's like that was just being resourceful. I don't know. Absolutely, I I felt the exact same way. I and you know what? The callback was absolutely useless. The whole truth callback doesn't even make sense. Like no, said, I didn't understand that Diana either. Diana didn't do anything untruthful. She didn't lie as a kid. I know. She improvised when she lost her horse. <laughs> Here's why this scene stuck in there and why Patty Jenkins kept it in there. She said, people on airplanes watching this need to know where she came from just in case they didn't watch the first movie. Seriously. No, it doesn't matter. It why doesn't matter. Why the fuck does that matter? She's an Amazonian. The word Amazonian means that it's a group of women living on an island. You don't need to show this again. The same people complain that Spider-Man movies constantly shove Uncle Ben dying down their throats and that sequel (laughs) films don't need to keep revisiting the fucking origin every time. What's the difference here? The real reason, the real Hollywood explanation for that Amazon scene 
was to keep some of the big female actresses and models in the credits to help the marketing. Robin Wright, she was her credit was like what the third credit, third per- person credited. She was in the movie for two minutes, but she's Robin <laughs> fucking Wright, which I love her. She's great. I thought she was gonna be in this movie much longer because of the way they marketed it. She was in it for two minutes. That's why they kept that fucking scene. It's a very common practice for cameos to interfere with the plotting. And people lose their jobs all the time because of it. And for her, for Patty Jenkins, the director, to villainize WB for doing their job, trying to make a better cut for the film, dude, she threw them under the bus. Just and, add it to the deleted scenes, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't put it in the film. Well, if they cut it out, then you, you, can't, you can't credit you know, like you can't credit yeah. credit Robin Wright and all these uh, Victoria's yeah. Secret models and athletes, right? There's like some really famous athletes in here too. So she kept it in there for that. But to say that she kept it in there because people watching this in in, in airplanes don't know she's a come on, like seriously, that's <laughs> insulting your viewers' intelligence, and people eat it up. Here's the thing, though. I I honestly don't think that you need to know that much about Wonder Woman's background. Like, I barely remember the first movie. Like, I I hardly remember it at all. And you know, like, you know what a comic book is. You know what a superhero is. Everybody knows what they are. So seeing Wonder Woman, knowing that she's strong as fuck, like, why do I need to know that she's a, like, demigod or whatever half, you know what I'm saying? That she's, I I don't need to know that. Well, you kind of do. Because when the main villain and the main whole fucking plot is about, like, some artifact from the gods you kind of have to know that i don't know i just didn't you can put two and two together though like i just don't think it's like you already know she's amazonian like i said so you don't need that scene right or if you keep that scene i i don't know it just it 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 stuck out like a sore thumb it didn't need to be there and the callback like i said is irrelevant so that was just the other thing is and the other thing is like you said in the middle of the film when when um her boyfriend is like hey what's this and it's the armor they they do a flashback so maybe just keep that one and get rid of the first like exactly. i just i didn't think it i didn't, yeah, I didn't remember think it i didn't even remember that there was a statue of asteria there in the first scene until you reminded yeah, me like there, there was there. a yeah. big gold statue yeah. and she was like someday it'll be your time and i think that i think the, that it does tie a little bit into what they said i don't think it's necessary to keep it because later she has to sacrifice him which also very unrealistic there is no fucking way but also that makes me mad because she was so robbed like when I watched the first film, I remember, I don't remember the film, but I remember being unimpressed by the love story. And in this film, there were some really cringy moments. But I did like the relationship. I thought they had some really, like, cute, realistic, couple moments. Like, the scene with him changing his clothes and her saying, nah, uh, uh, uh. Like, that was cute. Liked it. Felt, you know, felt natural. Felt like a cute, romantic couple thing. And you still get the sense that they love each other. Like, I, you know, like you're, I'm being here, being told that two people love each other. And then you're telling me that not only does he die in the first film, he gets to come back to life, but she has to give him up again? Oh, Excuse man. me? You know, okay, so on Twitter, right, after I watched this, I had to go on Twitter because Rob, I, I couldn't talk to you. Not, right? It's just not okay. So what's going to happen is in Wonder Woman 1995, the Flash is going to fuck up the timeline somehow, and he's also going to be brought back only to die again. And no, then, and, absolutely and then, not. And then in Wonder Woman 2006, it's probably going to happen again. Something's going to happen. No, Obama's no. Obamacare will bring him back, and then he's going to die again. And then we'll do Wonder Woman 2017. You, you know how I'm just adding one higher each decade? Yep. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I guess yeah. that joke didn't really make sense. But yeah. No. It's uh... it's it's pretty stupid. The, he he did not need to come back. He did not need to come back for this film, right? Like, what was the point of bringing him back? Well, isn't he also like an A list actor? Right, <laughs> so... Chris Pine, of course. Like everybody loves. He's uh he's Captain Kirk in the new Star yeah. Trek uh, reboots. But no, I mean story wise. What was the point of bringing him back? This whole story was to teach to let go, right? And, okay, I'm going to save this because I have a whole section with my favorite, favorite segment, Rimwoods with Reader. We'll get to that in, like, one second. But before we get into, like, the really dark negative, we're, we're going to get really negative here. <laughs> or I'm going to get really negative. But let's talk about the good stuff, right? What, <laughs> what was good about this film? Okay, but before I say what was good, does it even look like it took place in the 80s? Absolutely not. Oh, my not. God. 
Oh my god! Other than the mall, her, her makeup and her outfit and she like good though. She did look fantastic. Gal Gadot is She's gorgeous. She's always great. Yeah, everybody was looked good and uh, some of but the fashion and the not. fanny packs. Fanny packs are back. Those were definitely from the. Take it from somebody who lived through the eighties. No, you did not. Fanny. What? What? What are you talking about? I I lived through the eighties, man. I survived. No, I didn't know when you were born, and you. I survived the eighties. I was born in the eighties. What are you talking about? At the very end, (laughs) you were like, you were literally a baby. Hey, I still lived through it, and uh, there are historical documents that uh, that you know we can reference. And uh, fanny packs were a thing. I remember those in the nineties. I guess my thing is like. When, when you think of 80s fashion and makeup and things, you think of a lot of color. You think of, like, mm-hmm. big, big um, back-combed hair, curly. Like, you get what I'm saying? And those windbreakers yep. with, like, the different colors. Like, and there was... And I'm, and I'm like, okay, maybe not everybody dressed like that, but there was, like, nobody in the film dressing like that. They did like the that. workout suits, right? They like, did uh, the workout yeah. clothes, uh-huh. yeah. They yeah, did those that. big, like neon colored thong high not really right but then they wore like leggings under them yeah 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 Yeah, they did that yeah they they did those right i think the mall scene was also kind of 80s because in the 80s the malls and where that's like where everybody hung out right like back to the and and barbara was like a little more 80s her hair had that kind of curl to it and she also her clothes in the beginning even though she was quote-unquote frumpy like especially that first outfit after she makes her wish and she just pulls down her pink it's like a bright magenta shirt and she's got like leggings right. that looked a little more 80s but for the most part we, i was like gal gadot is living in 2020 in this movie like she looks like a 20 she her suits were actually really clean yeah yeah but, yeah no well she is pretty high up there as a boss right but we should definitely True. actually uh tell our audience about the plot just in case you haven't watched this because you heard how bad it is here's the plot barbara who Siri just mentioned is our main villain, uh, Cheetah. So really, you... I thought Max Lord was the main villain. Yeah, Max Max Lord is also in the film. She's just like a sidekick. No, she's not a sidekick. She is actually she Wonder Woman's is. like arch nemesis. She's the Joker, Batman's Joker. She's Wonder Woman's no. Joker. She is. Yeah, Cheetah no. is Wonder Woman's arch nemesis. Her biggest rival. It is. I mean, she like is. continuing after this film. Why did you not think they built her high enough? to be like no absolutely not no absolutely not okay well uh yeah that that is a hot take because a lot of people thought she was a great villainess for uh wonder woman here listen barbara was definitely the best character in this film but i'm sorry she had nothing on wonder woman after she got her powers back this bitch can turn stuff invisible and invincible except apparently never does except to do it to the plane but we'll get to that <laughs> I know. and she can right, that's fly all in my with reader yeah she could so fly tell only me how this cheetah bit after giving up uh steve trevor but still, yes i i agree but in the comics cheetah is uh wonder woman's arch nemesis just like you could always always say like any supervillain like nobody should be able to beat Superman, right? But he has to have Lex Luthor, who has no superpowers but just a really smart brain, stuff like that, right? So Cheetah is Wonder Woman's. Well, they did not in this movie. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> she, you know, there's some major handicaps on Wonder Woman. That's the only reason that she ever had was able to even compete. And at the end of the movie, um, no, no competition. They did kind of rush rush her development at the end as a villain uh she just kind of showed up there at the white house and it was like game on here's the thing is like you can tell that she's like kind of changing but like the thing is did she do anything wrong to this guy that's continuously harassing women no i'm sorry no she didn't yeah i agree yeah Yeah, there's a scene in the film there's a scene in the for, for people who haven't seen there's a scene in the film where barbara before she gets powers because her wish is to be like diana so she ends up getting diana's powers or similar whatever so before that she's walking back to the smithsonian both her and diana work at the smithsonian museum and she gets heckled by a guy who's basically trying to sexually assault her and diana comes and kicks him and they leave so later in the film the same guy is on the street drunk drinking he's got like beer in his hand or whatever and he's bothering her again but now she has diana's strength so she just starts kicking the shit out of him and i'm like i'm sorry but that seems justified like he's a piece of shit so 
they tried to use this as like showing her losing her like humanity because Diana kicks him once and leaves. She's like quote unquote the bigger person. Yeah, I know. Yes, yeah. but you're sympathetic mm-hmm. to it because clearly, how many women has he sexually harassed? You how know, many women has he touched anyone? Has he raped anyone? Like it's he deserved it. The funny thing is it. that's actually very accurate. Like Washington D.C. Like one of my friends actually works in D.C. Uh, for the White House and stuff like that. She says even if she's just wearing like fully covered clothing it doesn't matter if she's wearing like a dress or anything cat calls every time she walks down the street cat calls like apparently dc is one of the worst cities uh, alongside new york for cat calling women so uh they got that part absolutely spot on with real life uh so yes i absolutely agree like she that guy took it too far he grabbed her hand and was like hey come home with me but to yeah. give more backstory to actually what the story is, because Sari just gave one part without actually talking about like the entire story. This story takes place uh, 60 years after the first Wonder Woman film. And what happened is Diana, who now lives in uh, D.C., as Sari somewhat mentioned, uh, she works in a museum, and she still has trouble moving on from her dead lover of 60 years. <laughs> 60, 60 plus years. She's very dedicated to this guy that she's only very. known for literally like a couple weeks in her life. Yep. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> they even make, uh, they even talk about that, which I will talk about in Rimwoods with Reader. But uh, anyway, so she uh, meets this woman in her, a, a new employee named Barbara, who uh, is a very shy but very kind hearted woman. She doesn't really have a lot of friends, but she's very outgoing. Uh, and she just really wants to gain more confidence. So she kind of gravitates toward Diana for all her smooth action. Um, how would you describe? She's co- well, this is what uh, Barbara describes her as. She says she's cool and sexy and strong. That's how go. Barbara describes her. Right. So Barbara wants to be like her. And then uh, another guy named Maxwell Lord, who uh, we will talk about in a bit, but he is a oil magnet who is actually, he doesn't have any money or any uh, oil. <laughs> oil. <laughs> uh, so he's trying to figure out how he could uh, get his company from underground back up to... Uh, he wants to be rich and give his son a pool. There you go. He wants to be rich to give his son a pool. So he discovers yeah. uh, through research... I don't know why nobody else knew this, but uh, there's an artifact called the Dream. Uh, what was that called? I don't know. It's some stone. It's the, the Dream Stone. St- there you go. It's called the Dream Stone, which uh, if you, if you hold it, you can ask it for a wish. You can make a wish, and it will come true. And so he obtains it from seducing Barbara, who uh, had the item at the. Uh, at the museum they were working at and so he wishes that he becomes the stone so he becomes this like genie he basically becomes a genie yeah yeah so what he go what he does is he starts fucking around with like everything he goes to saudi arabia he goes uh everywhere giving people wishes and taking something from them in return And he gathers basically 50% of the world's oil. And then he eventually becomes like the president of the United States unofficially. And he just basically becomes like the super, super strong person in terms of power because he's basically taking everybody's life sources. And his goal is to be broadcasting through television um, in order to get everybody wishing so that he could just take stuff from everybody in the world and he eventually does that with the help of ronald reagan (laughs) and uh, meanwhile our hero diana wonder woman she actually made a wish too because she uh couldn't help herself and she wished her dead boyfriend of over 60 years in the past would come back to life and he does come back to life but in the body of somebody else and there we go. Yep. That's how Steve Trevor comes back. So that is the story of Wonder Woman 84. And at the end, what happens is she gives up her power. She gives up her wish. Her, her boyfriend. Her yeah. boyfriend. She basically re-wishes her boyfriend away so that she can regain her power because she lost some of her power uh, in order for her yeah, wish so to Yeah, so basically... True every wish has a price but that isn't really made known until like halfway through the film like literally an hour in i mean 
Because I was sitting here like, so like, what is Diana actually losing? Like, I had oh no clue. Gosh, absolutely. And, and here's the thing, because when they first have this stone, they don't know what it is. It has Latin on it. And then on the inside, it has like the script of the gods or whatever. And so Diana can read it. But that's like, again, way later. So at the beginning of the film, it's just a stone that's like in Latin says you can make a wish. And they don't believe it. They're like, ah, it's this is citrine. It's a piece of shit. Which, by the way, I think citrine is quite pretty. I have some yellow citrine earrings. Really love them. Uh, but anyway... Barbara says that citrine is worthless, so they don't really, like, they don't think it's anything important, and they haphazardly make their wishes. Diana doesn't even say hers out loud, but she's touching it so it comes true. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't know what either of them were losing till literally over an hour, like an hour in. that's what they wanted you to think. They they wanted you to think that there were no consequences to their wish, and later on, that's how they explained Wonder Woman being such a Yeah, it was, like, clear that there were consequences to, like, other people's wishes. Like, they made that clear, but then it was like, wait, what's her consequence then? Right, and they slowly started showing that she's pretty... Yeah, well, okay, there we go. We we didn't actually uh, tell our audience, so Barbara becomes Cheetah. She wishes that she would be strong and and uh independent yeah and and then she makes a second wish but i thought you weren't allowed to make two because he couldn't get two from other people but then apparently he has allowed her to make another one no her first wish came from the actual stone so when he became the stone but he is the stone but it becomes like he becomes like a super powered human basically you know what I mean? So he's not really the stone. So basically, Wonder Woman actually Wonder Woman could have got another wish. The stone goes away. <laughs> the stone went away, and it became his power. So she never made a wish with Maxwell Lord. She made a wish with the stone. So the first wish was to be more like I, I don't know. I don't know. So the second I'm wish just, she became. You're, you're <laughs> trying to explain it for them, but the truth is, again, it's it's it not. makes no sense. This whole film makes no sense, but it is what it is. But uh, yeah, so uh, Barbara becomes Cheetah at the end, uh, anamorphic Cheetah. Everybody knows um, Cheetah. It's more like the movie Cats. Yeah, she didn't look too good, but uh, that's another thing. But (laughs) yeah, Cheetah, you know, some versions of Cheetah looks really sexy. Um, She's like a naked, everybody likes a naked I was over here like listen her wish was to be like diana she wanted to be sexy and strong blah 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 do you think that she wanted to be covered in hair at the end of the movie and be like half animal half human i think her last wish was to be an alpha predator though so that's why she became cheetah she said she wanted to be the strongest number one and i think alpha predator was just another description for strongest slash number one she never said i want to become half animal (laughs) Well, she was wearing cheetah prints, and she liked Diana's uh, cheetah prints in the beginning of the film. So, yeah, that's that's not a great explanation of how cheetah became cheetah. That's actually a really bad one, too. Same thing with, okay. I mean, that's what happened in the movie. Though. Same thing with Maxwell Lord, okay? I, I, I thought the, okay, one thing I did like about this film was the acting. I thought the acting was good, right? Everybody yeah. acted, these are A-listers, and uh, the guy who played Maxwell Lord was uh, Pedro Pascal. Pascal, I think he's the guy who plays uh, the Mandalorian in the Disney's Disney Plus's uh, original series, and he's also uh, Oberyn. Wait, what? In he hasn't taken his hood off yet for me. I ain't seen under oh, the well, helmet. Y- you could see the credits in the show, like. <laughs> so oh. uh, yes, he he is the Mandalorian, and he does take off his helmet uh, in the show eventually, so you will see his face. But yeah, he's also really? Oberyn, so he's a great actor. I thought. Maxwell Lord. Wait, he's Oberyn? Are you fucking kidding me? He let. Wow, he looks so different in this film. I'm sorry. Canceled. Sari is not a real geek. She's so (laughs) different. He looks. He doesn't. He looks a different. He looks exactly like Oberyn, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. He looks the same. Listen, have you seen Henry Cavill oh as Humphrey in Stardust? And we then as The Witcher, he looks like a different person. He looks like two different people, and he is beautiful. Okay, keep going. Wow. wow. Keep going. Wow. We I'm thinking about him as The Witcher, and we have to move quickly because I will uh, deteriorate soon. So, All right, all right. So uh, with Maxwell Lord. For those of you guys who are actual geeks and know the backstory of Maxwell Lord, he is an integral part of the Justice League. He was actually there for the beginning of the Justice League, not in the movies, but in the actual comics. He was actually like uh, their manager of sorts. 
and then he was also instrumental in starting Justice League International, which is one of a, a really popular comic book. And so he is a superhero turned supervillain, and the way they portrayed him in this film was not Maxwell Lord. And this is where it's like I have a problem with this. I'm, I'm not. This is not part of my rimwits with reader, so it's okay. I can go on this. <laughs> Maxwell Lord is a white dude in the comics, and he kills Blue Beetle. Right? He shoots him. He, he he eventually turns on his friends in the superhero community because he lost hope with them. Right? Why didn't you do a story about that? Like, why did you do a myth mythical story about like some genie making him a genie? And why did you know Maxwell Lord isn't his name in this film? Maxwell Lord is short for Maxwell Lorazano. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, white males are, I, and I hate to say this, but it, it's true. In the United States, white males are public enemy number one, right? You have a superhero villain turned villain who is traditionally a white male who is your actual villain in this particular film for Wonder Woman, right? And she, he is actually like one of the people in the comics that Wonder Woman doesn't get along with. Why did you not keep him a white guy and make him like the worst villain ever? Instead, they made him a sympathetic kind of like minority who has a son who he yeah. actually does everything wrong for the son and his, none of his motives make sense. Why did you have to make him a minority? This makes no sense. The one character that could be the ultimate bad white male that we don't want to be they changed it i understand changing characters and their race for certain things if you think it will i don't they literally have a scene of him eating some sort of food from his culture and like other people are like oh my god what's that i can't believe you're eating it he gets like bullied and like they have that scene in the film you're so right why (laughs) what is the point Maxwell Lord is a white male. And he was like his whole his whole motivation is apparently like I've always been a loser, which makes like literally no sense. Like, bro, you could have went to college and become like a lawyer, an accountant, like literally anything, a doctor. Like there's so many things you could have done and you're like, I'm going to get a wish stone because I want to give my son a pool. Like, are you kidding me, bro? Yeah. If there's one person in Wonder Woman in this theatrical movie franchise that they could have made a different race steve trevor make him black make him hispanic right that's totally fine he's just an airplane pilot right yeah and nobody cares one, yeah, nobody him. cares about that you could you can interchange that race it'll be totally fine maxwell lord is a white villain and we want we we, we see white males as villains right now I, I don't yeah. understand this one at all. This this makes no sense. They want us to sympathize because he's a father? He wasn't even a good father. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> and there's no consequences to his actions. At the end, I mean, come on. Like, nothing happens. This whole film, nothing happens. Like, we right. all know At the end, happens. he just goes and finds his son. And it, and it is a sweet little moment because his son's like, I just love you. <laughs> you know, it's just like this. I was like, ah. But the rest of the film, he's like, he apparently, like, he apparently, he tells his son that he's going to, like, not, he's like, I'm not a liar. I'm going to become rich. I'm going to give you everything I said I would and blah, blah, blah. And his kid's like, I just want to spend time with you. Yeah. And how was that not his son's first wish? Or was it? And right. that's how the movie well, ends. Well, he shut him up halfway. He's like, I want your no, kindness. No, he got right? all the word. He got all the words out. The, oh, did the he? kid was yeah. He would. He had his hand on his kid's back, and he goes, "I just want to be with you more often," or something like that. He literally, because I watched that back, and he goes, "No, no, no, don't waste your wish on that." And then he goes, "Okay, well, I hope for greatness for you," because that's what he was saying to his son, and his son was like, "Okay, then I want you to be great." But like, neither of those wishes came. T- I mean, the first one kind of came true because at the end they're together. Well, I thought I thought his son wished for his for his father's kindness, right? I thought that was he his said wish. great. No, oh, his greatness. wish was apparently for greatness. Oh, okay. Because his son says, "I just want to spend time with you. Like I w- mm-hmm. I want you to be with me, basically." Yeah. And then he takes he's he's like, "No, no, no, no!" And he takes his hands off him. But if you watch, it's way too late. Like the kid said a full sentence, yeah. and his hand was touching. So the wish should have come true. Okay, that's another thing. Wishy washiness, right? explanations yeah. with how the magic works in this film it doesn't no matter yeah, no. it doesn't matter they just patty jenkins is just like it doesn't matter whatever happens it's 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 okay they're well, like 
My thing is they're like, okay, you have to be touching the person, but then how does this particle bullshit make any sense? Yes, the television they decide, broadcast, right? Yeah, they decide that because these particles from the television broadcasts, like, I don't know, I, I, don't, I can't explain it because it doesn't make sense, but they're saying that the particles would touch people, but the thing is you're supposed to touch the stone, and for, like, literally most of the movie, you ha- he's touching people directly so that their wish will go true, because he's the stone. But then he can just make a broadcast, and he's like, but he's There's not a lot touching. Of that I don't. In this film. There's a I lot don't of know. This, like random. Oh my gosh! That so this is how no it works, sense. or this is how it changed, or this is just magically how it suddenly becomes like. No, it made no sense. They didn't even try with that part. Yeah. They didn't even try. Same it made absolutely Wonder no Woman's sense. Wonder Woman's lasso of truth, right at the end, where she just ropes him. Like, what? Yeah. The? Okay. Okay. Okay, you know what? And then I, she's talking through the thing, and you're like... Yes, I cannot wait anymore. We have to go into Rimwitz with Reader. This is our courage. This wretched thing belongs at the bottom of a well. Rimwitz. Hey, Rimwitz with Reader. <laughs> They're so stupid. All right, so I am just going to go on. I, I, I just got, I've been saving this since I watched this film. Like, I cannot hold it back anymore. So I'm going to go through my entire list of ridiculous Rimwits. So the first thing I have to say, this is the dumbest, dumbest superhero plot I have ever seen in my entire life. You know you know this movie is irrelevant from the get-go as none of this madness that takes place actually maintain continuity because we saw Man of Steel. We saw Batman vs. Superman. There's Aquaman, Shazam, Justice League, which all took place after this. And their world, it's similar to ours in 2010s. We knew Russia. We knew Saudi Arabia didn't go crazy. But you know what? In that case, how the hell did no one question how random nukes appeared or magical wall barriers dividing countries in the aftermath of all this chaos? Like, they all carried on as if nothing happened. They never referred to this. They never said this is like the magical chaos that happened in 1984. Nobody ever fucking talks about this. They just carried on life. And this is just the whole, like premise of this entire fucking film random shit happens with no consequences when maxwell lord returns from his trip from the middle east okay get this how the hell did he just bring a shitload of middle eastern soldiers with (laughs) ak-47s and place them outside of his washington dc office building without any police or any people batting an eye did you see that see yeah he just literally walked out into his car with his brigade of Middle Eastern soldiers with AK-47 standing in the middle of fucking street. I think they did offhandedly mention something about his security being, like, not okay. And he told the president to tell them to stop doing that. But you're right. It wasn't... It would have been a way bigger deal. A way, 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 way bigger deal. Are you deal. serious? That doesn't... That's no way that... <laughs> and, okay. Let's look at this. What kind of feminist film? has the world's strongest woman stuck over a dead man for 60 plus years. They even had the audacity (laughs) to have Steve Trevor spell that out to the audience by asking her why she's still stuck on him while there are plenty of better (laughs) men out there. He literally says the words better men out there. Are you fucking kidding me right now? (laughs) It's true love, bro. Are you kidding me After right now? After two weeks, two weeks. Are you kidding me right now? He literally they, tells they her fought together. Oh my god! Like, ugh. no, uh, I I agree with that completely. I think that's unrealistic. And then the whole point of Asteria's armor was literally just a fucking costume change to sell toys and merchandise because it did absolutely nothing. Okay, and you were right, right? I I totally forgot. They put a statue in there to 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 showcase in the beginning. They had that little story, and then they had that yeah. whole scene. And then at the end, we find out that it was the original Wonder Woman, uh, not continuity from the thing, but the television show. That armor protected Hysteria from like a bajillion men throwing swords and shit at her, but one cheetah claw tore it apart. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought the exact same thing, where is and the I was logic like, behind that. 
Is it because the men were normal and the cheetah lady is like a cheetah claw, dude? I don't know. But she's like uh, supposedly on par with Wonder Woman. I don't know. But it's a I mean, I told you claw. I don't. <laughs> the Amazonist armories sharp. must be all talk because the legend sounded so much better than the actual fucking product they made. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Okay. What you was, would think what was, that if a, if it can stand up against a sword, it can stand up against, against a, a claw. claw. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, my next thing. I don't know. My next thing, okay. What was the point of Maxwell Lord becoming the Dreamstone when he could have just wished for everything in the world to begin with? He could have just wished for everything. It would have been like a one-time sacrifice in ten, in, in, instead of like this continuous wear on his body. What's the point of that? I don't get that at all. Why did he need to become guess, a genie? Yeah, I, I don't know. And I guess the question is, how do you know what the sacrifice is going to be? Like, would he have just died then? Like, I don't I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, maybe there would have been They something. really didn't explain maybe this. He, they didn't really... Maybe he would have just been meaner, like Barbara. <laughs> Who yeah, knows, right? Like, I don't, that I was, don't that know. Was, I don't understand why he did that. And everybody seems to get the raw end of the deal when making a wish, like you were kind of saying, right? They sacrificed some major shit. Yet all Diana really gave away to get the love of her life back was a teeny itsy bit of her superpowers. Yes, like, not even it, all of it. Look, look, she could still jump really high, run pretty fast. She could still punch things pretty hard. She could still get shot by bullets still, and, and bleed and only exactly, a little bit. She was still pretty darn superhuman. Like, did she really need her full powers? Like, what was she really using them for anyway? mall thugs um petty I mean, street level criminals <laughs> i mean other than cheetah like she was really just wasting her powers anyway she definitely should have just <laughs> been able to take out those tanks in saudi arabia she would have i thought she had a great deal she had a great deal she should have kept them at her reduced powers i think the idea was that they were going to continue reducing but they were going to continue going away until it was nothing who, Which who doesn't make sense. Who said that? They didn't that say that. That was the implication. <laughs> that was the implication because... I don't know. That's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought was it what they really were trying to say. It really makes you appreciate the badassness of Batman, who literally has no powers. And he could take And you know what everyone. I was thinking, too, about this? was like, how, how does Cheetah... Like, she wants to be like Diana. Does that mean that she just also is good at fighting? Like, she doesn't have to learn? Because wouldn't Diana still have an edge because, right. like, she knows She's how to fight? Like, she was Amazonian. trained they how to, to fight. They had to show these seeds about her being in, in, in the... And the <laughs> only thing that... The only thing that they showed Barbara being able to do was just hit really hard. Like, if she kicked somebody, they went flying. And she's really and fast because she's a cheetah. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, well, and because she... Again, Diana's powers. But it's like... Does You're she right. know how to fight? You're or absolutely like, right. Yeah. Wonder Woman is a trained warrior. And then here you go, you just magically have powers, and all of a sudden she could beat Wonder Woman. You're, like, way stronger. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, they have that little fight scene, like, in the White House, and so that's the scene where, like, Cheetah kind of beats the shit out of her. So, like, there I guess she can fight, but yeah, then no I sense. was, like, I, yeah, I don't know. No and I also think it's a disservice for, uh, for what the movie did to Cheetah's anamorphic appearance. It, it was, it was, it looked stupid. And they didn't even have, Cats. like, a really clean shot for you to take a look at it. Her face just looked It was jellical. Yeah, it was. It was totally jellical. And, okay, <laughs> moving on. This, I love this. I love this part because you and I actually touched on this uh, when we were chatting earlier. I know the invisible jet is invisible because of Greek magic and shit. I can believe that. But that doesn't yeah. mean the electronics of the jet isn't vulnerable to fucking fireworks. Yeah. Yep. You yep. don't fly a plane into fireworks steve trevor <laughs> is supposed to be a trained pilot how does he not know that like what well, the fuck is he doing did, flying into <laughs> fireworks <laughs> i don't yeah i don't get it either because we're told that the plane goes invisible not invincible there's a huge difference and if she <laughs> could do that here's my the other thing with this if she has the power to turn things invisible, why does she not turn herself invisible to sneak in every time she's trying to sneak in somewhere? Yes, yes, There's so many right. scenes in the movie where she's like, we have to get in, but we can't because the entrance is blocked or this or that. There's too many people going this way. If you were invisible, it wouldn't matter. It was, just, it was just a really bad, like, Easter egg. Because, you know... The and the other thing... Yeah. 
the the other thing which I told which I told you before that's not how radar works. They're like we'll go invisible yeah. and the radar won't find us. The radar finds you because electromagnetic waves bounce off of a physical surface. So unless the plane also no longer it would have to cease to exist. <laughs> I could ex- I could, I could say okay maybe Greek magic did something with that with the radar they but like there's no way unless they it weren't actually like physical matter there's no way the fireworks doesn't touch them. Or sets their plane. I know fire. he so that, went that's right ridiculous. into the fireworks. Yeah. They, they, yeah, the fireworks are explosives. Ridiculous. For anybody who doesn't yes. know, they are explosives. They are highly dangerous. Do not go into fireworks. Even the if you're shells invisible. are called mortars. Just if so you know, Harry was wearing that cloak of invisibility, and he walked into fire. He would burn. He would burn. He would burn. Okay. All right. Moving on. The lasso of truth. It's just a plot device now with no defined power that just conveniently expands its worth to progress a stupid plot. Like, yeah. at the very end, she wraps Lord with the lasso and projects the location to his son. I thought about it, and I had to really think. How does she even know he has a son? And where the son's at? Like, since when can the lasso show other people things that she or the person have never seen? Max Lord doesn't know where his son is. He doesn't, doesn't know his she son project it over everything though? Like she takes over the the uh, broadcast and it projects everywhere. What, so she could see every person in the world at every. I don't single, think like, she could. What? She she took over the broadcast. She was broadcasting to everybody. Like the he was broadcasting. She touched him with the lasso. Now she has control and everyone hears her instead of him. I don't get how that works either. That's but not that's how what the happened. lasso of truth works, though. Like that's I don't. They, nobody cares how it, it works. That's what happened in the movie. It just magically started doing that. It didn't do that before. Yeah, it just yeah. magically started. Okay, and then here's my last one. And this is the best. They can one. show you the truth. It can show you. It, well, that part is what it's supposed to do. <laughs> okay. So maybe that's what she's trying to. I yeah, but then, I don't. But then if you think about it, like I said, how does she? She's know? showing the world the truth. Okay, I, I, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. That makes no sense. Can we talk about the kids? Can we talk about the kids, okay? How do Which kids? All the kids in this, fu- uh, in this fucking <laughs> There's film. lots of kids. How do these poor kids always seem to end up in the wrong place at the wrong time? Could it possibly be just a position to show how Wonder Woman is so compassionate and great of a human being, always rescuing children, and that's always being shoved down our throats? Like, you're in a fucking desert with only one highway. Okay, but why do they even have to fight? She knows exactly where he's going. He's going back to DC. <laughs> well, well, okay, here, okay, okay. She's chasing him down. All right, okay. So, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to that because she, she just crossed paths with him. But there's one fucking highway on that entire desert, and the kids happen, just happen, to be playing soccer on that one highway. Who plays soccer on a highway? <laughs> There's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles of dirt surrounding the road for them to play soccer. But no, Patty Jenkins had to place the kids on the fucking roads while tanks are literally rummaging wildly down the path. And while we're on the subject, how the hell do none of the children hear a brigade of gas guns and vehicles <laughs> rampaging down the street? Like, I'm okay, really not only on rampaging, this. there's a lot of gunfire because they're shooting at her the whole time. They're so invested in kicking their stupid fucking little ball that their <laughs> senses of hearing listen, shut off. No, what? like listen, like this is the stupid. They're in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> if they heard gunfire, they would be going down in a fucking bunker or whatever they could to take shelter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like, come on now. And, 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 you know, there's two tanks. The ground would be shaking. This is the stupid shit in these films <laughs> that completely insult viewers. I can't stand it. I can accept a kid being in a crossfire at a mall. I can even accept a magical ancient artifact granting wishes and making genies. But I sure as hell cannot accept <laughs> not being able to hear fucking tanks and SUVs flying at you with gunshots on and playing soccer on, on the fucking road in the middle of a desert. This makes and no sense. And their parents are just like over. They're like, go ahead, get your ball. You're telling me nobody there hurt the, the vehicles coming at them. Like, no, no. Uh, there was all these adults there too and the kids just... <laughs> none of the adults, none of the kids. That, no, uh, you know what that is, bothered uh, me a lot? Yeah. Go ahead, it's your the, turn now. This the scene at the end where uh, she's fighting Cheetah and they're in the water and there's like that electrical breaker that touches the water. A few things here. How does it only electrocute Cheetah? <laughs> um, because Wonder Woman's in the water too. 
I don't care that they're touching. They're both in the water. They both sh maybe should get electrocuted. I was- I had to like look- I was looking this shit up about conductivity in the water because I was so confused. I was just trying to find a way to explain this. There isn't one, uh, but let me tell you what I found. <laughs> Apparently, the way that water conducts electricity, it's not actually the water itself, it's impurities in the water. So pollution or just like chemicals, just like, you know how our water has like uh, fluoride and shit like that, that stuff. Uh, so apparently electricity moves through water in different currents. Some currents will be at higher voltage than other currents, which means it's actually possible that neither of them could get electrocuted. It's also possible that one of them, or, or that both of them could get electrocuted, but it would be at such a small voltage that it wouldn't hurt them. And it's also possible that both of them should get their brains fucking lit on fire. So, um, there's that. <laughs> I just, I just was sitting there. My main thing was just how does one get electrocuted and the other doesn't? I Guys, just didn't understand. this is incoherent science shit every single week or every other week we, we're bi-weekly every <laughs> other week on our episodes there's always going to be a part where siri does her research and passes nope, it on to you no promises you i just i just had to i just had to look that up because you know how people talk about like if you touch an electric fence with your holding hands the person at the end will be the one who gets shocked i was like does is that the same in water and i couldn't really find an answer for that but I st it seems like the answer is no. Yeah. Just <laughs> no, it, w watching that scene, though, uh, because it, it looks like Wonder Woman is anticipating shocking her because she saw the, the loose yeah. wire. And she was like, please submit or it's going to uh, I'm going to be I'm sorry for doing this to you. Right. So I thought she yeah. was just going to take the hit with her and that she was stronger than her and that she was going to be able to survive it. Uh, Wonder Woman was going to be able to, like, come out of it okay but you're right she yeah. came out unscathed she seemed like she didn't get shocked mm -hmm. at all i just i was just really confused by that because it didn't seem to make any sort of logical realistic Siri, scientific any type of nothing in this film <laughs> even the grounded real life stuff in this film <laughs> made no sense just like their sense of hearing it just vanishes it just vanishes conveniently a wall <laughs> pops up out of nowhere and everyone's just like a oh. wall came out of nowhere it's a miracle okay <laughs> Like, there's all these scenes where she's, like, trying to hide her powers, but people see it anyway, and she just winks, and it's, like, and that's how I felt about the wall. Like, you just, it's just, wink, it's just the wall. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yep, that's, that's basically this film in a nutshell, guys. Uh, Ion absolutely thought this film was a joke. Disgusting. One of the stupidest things I've ever seen. Like this, this is. But this is it was stupid. fun to watch Gal Gadot look really pretty in her outfit. Oh, her do costume some cool was combat. great, dude. Like I loved it. Her costume yeah. was better than in the first film. Like, like if you want to watch this just to watch like a pretty woman like do some action stuff, like it's great. Yeah. But if you want to watch it for you know anything that makes sense, um, don't. And I'm actually and actually just watch after an hour in. Just <laughs> skip everything. Yeah, yeah, and that's just true. You start at an hour in. You're absolutely. Right, it's an hour twenty-five. That's after the party scene. That's when Steve Trevor comes in. It took him that long yeah. to get to that part. So you're right. There's a lot of uh, fluffing out that they should have did. But yeah, I mean, back to Wonder Woman herself. I'm okay with how they wrote her. Like, I think she's okay. She's a good character. Uh, she represents the comic book Wonder Woman pretty decently. And she actually has a flaw in this film. What being into the into being in love for too long. <laughs> yeah men the ultimate weakness and of strong women not wanting to give him up i was so hoping that her and cheetah were gonna like hook up be yeah i thought that because she was like no there has to be another way cheetah's right well actually at the time she was still barbara but uh but barbara walked away and i'm like barbara you should have waited and listened because you guys would have made a great pair i really liked their friendship and the thing was, like, even even at that point, Barbara wasn't even, like, completely bad. Like, the only bad thing, which wasn't even bad, again, she kicked the shit out of that drunk assaulter. Like, that was it. And she still was helping Diana, like, research the zone and stuff. So she didn't even seem bad at that yeah. point. And they're trying to say that she was, like, losing all her humanity. But she's just over here like, listen, I've been kicked around my whole fucking life. And finally I have some power. Like, no, I don't want to give my wish up. And also... How, would everybody really give their wishes up? Because some people exactly. couldn't have had that bad of, I was that bad of consequences. Thing. 
I was thinking the same thing. The people who and didn't did give up the wishes, And did she actually give win. hers up in the end? Good point. And here's the other thing. When he gives up, because the, the main person who gives up his wish is Max Lord, because he's worried about his son. He thinks his son is in trouble, which he kind of is. I don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> but because he's the stone, wouldn't him giving up his wish to become a stone... Automatically kill all the other yes! wishes? Yes! Yeah. Yes! Because he's no longer the stone, and no he was sense. one who gave all the wishes. That was my biggest thing. I was like, isn't he the only one that we really need to give up his wish? Why does everybody else need to do it too because wouldn't theirs just go away wouldn't it all just be undone I thought the end of the movie would be like everything would just go back to the way it was before and it'd be Sarah, like it never even happened Sarah, but they it's like you don't know political correctness we need everybody doing the right thing we need to show that everybody is a good you know there's good people out there it's not just one person Listen, it's everybody people can't even, even wear t- masks you expect <laughs> me to believe that they can give up a wish wouldn't Come you on. like to see for the thing they want people, most everybody in the world just say I'm putting on my mask. That's what this movie was showing you. Everybody's giving up their wish because it's. But here's the thing, though. For some, for some, for some people, their wish was what Max Lord wanted it to be. He was like, "Don't you wish there's like no traffic and everybody parts like they're at sea?" Well, yeah, of course. That's not the guy's actual wish. That'd be so easy to give up. True. But you'd give that up right away. You'd be like, "I didn't really want this. It was just a figure of speech." Wonder Woman. (laughs) Well, okay, so for those of you guys who are listening to this podcast and haven't heard the new news, Wonder Woman 3 is greenlit with Patty Jenkins, the same director, coming back. No, Patty. Patty, stop. No, yeah, so she's coming back for a third one. So Wonder Woman 1995, it's going to be the repercussions of whoever kept the wishes. Watch. There's going to be there's gonna be like 50 people who uh, kept their wishes. Cheetah's probably one of them, honestly. And then probably there's other supervillains in uh, Wonder Woman's arsenal. I guess I also wonder, would things really become that chaotic? Because, like, what are people wishing for? Wouldn't people be wishing for, like, the one girl wishes for fame, people wish for money. One you guy know, I mean, there are farm animals in the middle yeah, of the Yeah, I mean, there are going to be some of those errant wishes that come out of your mouth, like, on accident. Like, when the guy says he wishes the woman is dead, he didn't really mean that. They were fighting. Um... You know, but that, again, that one didn't make sense because he wasn't even being touched and blah, blah, blah. But let's pretend it did. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a lot of people's wishes would be like, what if somebody just wished to be happy? Like, you know what I'm saying? What if somebody was like, I wish that tomorrow I, like, would get, like, a nice cake on my birthday or some bullshit. Because people make wishes like that all the time. Yeah. Like, there are people in this world who have really good lives. They're they're blessed. They've got, you know, they've got what they want. They're relatively happy. So the wishes that they make are like, what if somebody wished for world peace? I bet you someone fucking wished for world peace. Tell me nobody wished for that. Somebody would yeah, wish for that. Yeah, but they can't show it because it's, uh, it's not working for their uh, story here, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But it's the truth because there would be people who would be like, I wish that all this fighting would stop. Because if all that chaos happened and then he did the broadcast because chaos was already happening, there would be people that wish for it to stop because it's terrifying for yeah. everybody. Yeah. It just, the whole thing is undone. Everything is undone. It makes no sense. Well, you know, the funny Try thing. Try again, Patty. Try again. I was reading some. Uh, who wrote this? Oh, yeah, Patty Jenkins, and I was, I was about to mention this, Jeff Johns, right? So Jeff Johns is a big-time DC executive, and he's written a lot of comic books, and he's in charge, of, I think, of the DC television shows, which are actually pretty good. It's a fun idea, just way too many movies. But, no, it's funny because I, I was actually thinking about this when you were talking. Uh, I read some comments on Facebook. Actually, plot holes is the word. On artic- yeah, yeah, some articles. People were saying this is the most comic booky Jeff Johns comic book storyline you will ever see and i was thinking do people read comic books because this is this is silly this this story is just silly it's irrelevant you know what Nothing i happens. think would comic make a books, good comic book ones are like dark deeper they might be like way out there like blackest night was like crazy shit but it definitely was a lot more implicating than this silly this is just silly this is like aladdin silly like it's silly. It's absolutely <laughs> if silly. There, yeah, if I could pick, like, what Wonder Woman movie I think should be made or that I would, like, want to watch, maybe one of her growing up, because the scene in the beginning, even though it didn't belong in this movie, was so much fun to watch. Like, I loved it, and I thought it would be cool to actually see her. I mean, they do touch on her backstory in the first movie, too, but, like, I don't know, just a movie about the Amazonians would be really cool, whether it had to do with childhood Wonder Woman or that whole war with the men that first got them on that island. Like, that would be that would be a cool movie, right? Yeah, it's called I don't know. Wonder Woman I think... Bloodlines. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. That's actually uh, um, an animated film, I think. 
All right, guys. Here's Patty. Here's the movie that you should make. Don't ruin. Yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman and Bloodlines. <laughs> it's uh, 2019. It just came out last year. I think that was the one that. Patty, I don't want to be too rude. I know everyone puts a lot of work into these films, but. Well, she is, you know, she's like, <laughs> she's like the superstar right now. Like, Patty Jenkins is a good director. Don't get me wrong. She's actually a really good director. And she's going to be doing some Star Wars stuff, which I covered in uh, a YouTube video talking about the big Maybe 60, she was just 60. blinded by Gal Gadot's beauty. Maybe that's Everybody is blinded by Gal Gadot's I agree. elegance. No, but I think that's the problem with this film. There's a lot of politics in here. A lot of social justice warrior themes in here. I know, right? Like, one of the first lines in the movie is, I hate guns. (gasps) And when things like that start infiltrating your story, the story suffers. The fact that they had the lead male character tell the strong female character, there are better men out there than me. Why do you love me? Why don't you move on? The fact so here's here's my thing. You know, I I'm a diehard romance fan. I I live for like those never ending romances. But you're also a hardcore I, feminist, right? So where so what do you think about? So, so this so this is my problem with it because I'm totally up for those hardcore romances where it's like this is like the one because I I kind of don't believe that that exists in real life. So I kind of like it in stories because I feel like it's just something pure and maybe unattainable. So I don't know why it just makes me like that in stories. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but that's how I feel. Um, but my problem with the, the the one in Wonder Woman is that in the first film, they kind of like just hang out and then suddenly they just have sex. Like they just like there was not a lot of moments that made you feel like it was two people that were in love. And then they were just like, well, you're the first guy I've ever met yep. and you're a hot woman. Let's let's do it. And then they're, quote unquote, deeply in love. And it just the plot wasn't good enough in the first film. For in the second film for you to be like yeah they're so in love they have like the most unending love like that's why it's a to me a problem for this film and I do agree I think if we if we want it depends on what route you want to go but if you want to go a more realistic route then yeah like he's dead and you, you deserve to love somebody else you deserve to move on I think in, her and Superman would be like the perfect couple they have similar morals similar powers yeah. they can both fly they, well They're they, both really they strong. already did that in the comics and that didn't work out too well but for a time well yeah, that's they, too bad that was the because... modern take for it yeah she actually left Steve Trevor for uh Superman in the modern comics in, uh, Sorry, Steve, 52. you know, yeah, I mean, OK, but realistically, even if Superman wasn't being played by Henry Cavill, like a lot of people would still be into him because he was very handsome, very strong. Yeah. He's supposed to be like the perfect guy, basically, which can be annoying. But right now we we don't care because we haven't watched that, Superman yet. That so is we'll, heart- we'll, we'll leave that for Superman. That is heartbreaking <laughs> for the everyday common, common man. Because <laughs> you said well, that, you would leave Steve I- Trevor, who is a good guy you know from all accounts he sacrificed his own life for his country well you know why i would leave <laughs> but he has him no superpowers because i never so loved him in the first place oh. i never loved him and we will end this episode on that note uh thank you guys so much for listening this is incoherent geek shit what else am i missing follow us at iGeekShit on instagram and twitter we will be back next week with another great episode uh, no, we're bi-weekly. We'll be back in two weeks. Do you have any last words, Siri? No. Okay, then. Uh, we're going to go fly into some fireworks. <laughs> Peace out.